It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFF, SOSS.com. At FFF, SOSS, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, TV, slash AJ Nicoletti. What's up? How's everybody doing? Uh, big, big show on this Tuesday edition of the pod. A full look back at NFL Week 3, a full look back at College Football Week 4, weekend soccer recap, midweek soccer preview, and more with Sarai Pulaks and Pick 6 recaps. Kickoff's going to be a great football weekend. That's what we're going to talk about. I mean, across the three levels of football I cover on this show, NFL, college football, the, the Prem mostly, because, yes, we talk about the other European leagues, but it's really Prem, Champions League, then the rest of them we talk about. But Prem, Champions League, I watch the most, so that's the ones I talk about the most. So across the NFL, college football, and the Prem, an awesome, awesome weekend of football. So we'll talk about the big storylines in all three of those leagues. And sports at the top of the show in the kickoff. So we'll do a great football weekend into our NFL Week 3 recap, college football Week 4 recap, weekend soccer recap, midweek soccer preview with some uh, League Cup matches in England and uh, I believe La Liga, Serie A, also playing some midweek action. Then we'll do a look back at Sarai Pulaks and pick six for NFL Week 3. So kick it off, we had a great football weekend, NFL, college football, the Prem, NFL, so many storylines between the AFC teams, the Dolphins hanging 70, Chiefs and Bills having blowouts of their own, the Bengals finally get a win on Monday night, banged up Colts team beats up a banged up Ravens team in overtime in, in, in uh, wet Baltimore, NFC, Cowboys get upset by the Cardinals, uh, game of who wants to give it away between the Chargers and Vikings, Chargers get their first win, uh, Jordan Love sparks the Packers comeback at Lambeau, so we had all those on Sunday and Monday at the NFL College Football. I understand, you know, we, we previewed a lot of games. And we talked about, okay, hopefully we get some really great games. And maybe we didn't get all of them great games, but Ohio State and Notre Dame in South Bend, that was an outstanding football game. I know it was low scoring, but that was absolutely entertaining. It was a big game. You felt it. Uh, that's really what college football is all about, those type of games. And we got one on Saturday night in Ohio State and Notre Dame. We'll touch on Ryan Day in a minute when we come back to this. But Oregon blowing out Colorado. Everybody was very excited about Colorado. They were they were a 21-point underdog. I, like, do people not realize that? And then Florida State knocking off Clemson in overtime. That was tough to watch. Uh, Dabo sending out a graduate kid that was probably more focused on HR meetings than kicking field goals and try to get him to win the game against the number four team in the country. That was brutal. And then the Prem, really, yeah, Man City win again. And Liverpool have a nice little uh, match to keep pace with a win over West Ham. The North London Derby was awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, NFL, Dolphins hang 70 on the Broncos. McDaniel, the former ball boy of the Broncos, passed over. You don't think he, he was fired up? You don't think he was ready to go? And that's with that Waddle, okay? And Moser and Ache went crazy. Tyree Kill went crazy. Two is outstanding. The defense played really well. So they hang 70 on the Broncos. Chiefs and Bills. Chiefs blow out the Bears at Arrowhead in front of Taylor. Shout out to Taylor Swift. Shout out to Swifties. Um, hopefully this can be a good relationship between the Swifties and NFL football fans because those are two... Very, very vocal, um, I'll say, fan bases on social media and, and in media in general and, and in real life in general as well. So hopefully there can be a peace broker between the Swifties and the football fans because uh, if this Kelsey-Taylor Swift thing goes anywhere, this is crazy. Um, so with all the hoopla going on, the Chiefs blew out the Bears in Arrowhead, 41-10. And Bills went on the road. And smash the Commanders defensively, forcing turnover after turnover. They got four picks and a fumble, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. Um, offense looked better. Defense looked really good. So those teams, Bengals finally get a win. Uh, 
they needed one bad. They get one at home against the Rams on Monday night. Burrow plays, struggles, but then gets it done um, with some big throws down the stretch of that game for sure. Chargers beat the Vikings in one of the weirder games you'll ever see. Between turnovers, reviews, coaching decisions, turnovers on downs, and that finish, that, that was pretty crazy. So the Chargers in their first win over the Vikings, who I told you were not going to be good. That Colts-Raven game turned out to be interesting. Between the long field goals, the battle between Gay on the Colts and Tucker on the Ravens were just field goal, field goal, field goal. Who's going to make the longer one? It's all set up for Tucker to win it. He just comes up short. They go to overtime. Each team has the ball twice, punts once, turns it over on downs once, and then you're getting to that point of overtime where like, okay, um, are we playing to try to get the ball and win, or are we just trying to tie it out? Like, what are we trying to do here? And you're looking across at the other team like, what are you trying to do here? So we almost got to that point in that one with the Colts, but they end up making a field goal on their third possession of overtime for the win. So that was an interesting game. NFC, um, not much. The Eagles were, I don't want to say impressive, but they got a, a good win over a ball club that had won two games out of two. So give them credit when they didn't even look good. They won the game. Cowboys are embarrassing. Uh, I'm, I, I'm floored by that performance in Arizona. Uh, coaching staff, players, everybody involved, that is an F. Um, I understand there were injuries on the offensive line. I don't care. Um, you got to figure it out to be that pathetic in the red zone, to have that many penalties, to have that many bad coaching decisions. Um, I don't care how many injuries you have on the offensive line. That's horrendous football. And for a team that was playing two full games of nearly complimentary football to lay a dud like that on both sides of the ball, that was horrendous. So I was very upset about the Cowboys. Hey, give the Cardinals credit. I got to eat crow about the coach now because he might never win another game again, but he's got to win over the Cowboys. So there you go. Um, I'll eat crow about that one, I guess. It's so stupid. I, how do you lose to the Cardinals? They're going to win four games. And then they're going to win how many games next year? And then he's going to get fired in year three after they don't win again. So how many games do you think he's going to actually win? And one of them is going to be at home against the Cowboys for his first one. So I'm just disgusted about that whole performance. But, hey, other teams in the NFC give the Packers a lot of credit. Didn't have anything going on. Saints kind of punched him in the mouth with the touchdown and then the punt return. Get a field goal to make it a three-score game at half. And the Packers still kind of struggled and then finally put it together and benefit from a missed field goal that we've been talking about a comeback for not, but instead it is a comeback and a comeback win for uh, LaFleur and Jordan Love of those Packers. So that was a very interesting Sunday into Monday for sure. College football, this Ohio State-Notre Dame game is going to go down as an all-timer. Um, the way college football is shaping with the landscaping and the teams changing to – Conferences and all that, like people are going to remember this game. It's unfortunate for the Irish and the Irish fans. Like I really feel for them. They they seem to not win a big game at a big spot, and that's got to be so brutal. And to be honest, like so many mistakes. But if you just if you really just look at the last drive, like if you look at the last drive. And before that, the offense should have never punted it back. You got to run more clock there. You drop a pick. Then you have 10 guys on the field where they run the ball where your 11th guy should have been. I mean, that's that's brutal. That's brutal. And then, oh, my God, for Ryan Day to pop off to Lou Holtz. And uh, hopefully you guys caught this. They went to... Catherine's mic early and you heard Ryan Day say watch this and he just takes a question and just spins it into I'm gonna go yell about a 90 year old dude and again it'd be something if maybe Ryan Day has 
won a national championship or won, I don't know, multiple national championships to pop off like that. Um, but to not and to still pop off, I don't know about that, folks. That's that's I would not like that behavior from my head coach. And I understand you won the game and you want to use that as motivation, sure. The guy's not he's not even a head coach. Come on. What are you doing? You're going after a ninety year old. So that was really lame. And Ryan Day's lame, and you know I don't like Ryan Day, but I gotta give credit to Ohio State. Even though Notre Dame that's 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 a Notre Dame win. That should have been a Notre Dame win. That should have been a night that was celebrated forever in South Bend. Hey, we upset Ohio State at home. What a win. Marcus Freeman can really do it. Sam Hartman, what a guy. Like, they took the lead. They should have won the game. So that was brutal. Oregon blowing out Colorado. Well, they don't have their best player. There are, like, even if they had Hunter, they're still double-digit dogs if they're going to say... 14 or 13, definitely more than 10 for sure, even if they have Hunter. They weren't ready for the big step up in class. And they got smashed, and that's okay. That happens. And I love Dion doing the Danny Hurley. I do. But they got smashed. And and college football is really, like, I see this tweet a lot, but it's turning to, like, coaches cutting WWE pressers and promos. Like, they're not wrong. It's getting crazy. And Dan Lanning, like, he don't know the camera's on him doing that pregame speech. Like, come on, dude. So, I don't know. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I do like him, and I do like Oregon. So And I everybody knows I like Dion. And then Clemson, I mean, absolutely brutal. The game-changing play. They're about to go in and possibly score to make it a two-touchdown game, 31-17. But a sack, uh, strip sack fumble, and they go the other way and score. Like, ugh. And then they still have the chance to win. Kid misses the field goal. That's and then they go over sign floor. They scores right away, and you got a match. You don't. <laughs> brutal. Absolutely brutal. Prem was great over the weekend. I again, this North London derby. It's going to be really, really exciting as long as these two guys are the managers. As long as Arsenal has really big expectations and they're like kind of big brothering Tottenham because. Tottenham is going to revel in that role. Especially with Ange. If Son's still... Because, like, like, Son was always the Robin to Kane's Batman. And now he's Batman. And he's really, really embracing it. It's really, really cool to see. So, credit Son. And, hey, Arsenal played a good game, too. Like, they're going to be upset that they didn't get the three points at home because you want to win every home game you have in the prime. That's just how it works if you want to win the title. But... That was a really good match. Well-played match. Exciting match. I thought it was a fair result. I thought it was a fair result. City, continue to win. Continue to winning streak. They're, I mean, they're outstanding. They have major injuries. It doesn't matter. They bring in Doku. They bring in Nunez. They bring in Guardiola. They're all playing. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. Must be nice. I can't say much. Liverpool just rebuilt their whole midfield. But they also sold, like, six to eight players to do it to bring in like four so there you go with that Liverpool got a nice one over West Ham that's for sure so a really really great weekend across the NFL college football the Prem um, I thought it was a great great football weekend all right let's get into our NFL week three recap Thursday night football G-Men in Santa Clara taking on the Niners San Francisco wins at 30 to 12 Niners went down the field Purdy almost got picked three times on this drive. It results in a moody field goal. Giants answered with a Gano field goal, so we were tied at three. Purdy to Debo, long third-down conversion. Then he hit McCaffrey for another third-down conversion. Then he goes to the rookie, Bell, out of Michigan for the touchdown. Niners in front, 10-3. to three. Then McCaffrey and Mitchell, some good running, a roughing the passer the call. Uh, roughing the passer call led to a goal to go. McCaffrey punches it in. They're up 17-3. Two-minute drill for Giants. Leads to a long and field goal, so they make it 17-6, half an inch shortly after. Then for the Giants, flag on the punt, long DPI set them up. Brita, touchdown, two-point play, no good. He was chasing points there, I thought. 
even if they get it and make it a field goal game, he's still chasing points. I don't care if it's the third quarter. 17-12. Niners move it mostly on flags. Stables, like, going nuts. Like, relax, dude. Uh, goal to go, but they settle for another moody field goal. So it's an eight-point game, 20-12. Niners yet another moody field goal, 23-12 then. Purdy does a really nice job of beating the blitz. Go ball to Debo, touchdown, 30-12. Then Jones got picked off as the ball went uh, high into the air after it got tipped at the, uh, I don't want to say point of attack, but the point of the catch, I guess you could say. Yeah, point of the catch, it got tipped up. So Giants fall to 1-2, and two, Niners. Pretty, pretty strong effort, even though, like, they let the Giants hang around, I guess, with the touchdown, and they had some penalties. But Niners are a good football team. Shanahan's a good coach. We know that. Giants, it's tough, especially without Barkley, who's probably your best player on offense. Uh, they've been struggling with the offensive line. And to be fair to Daniel Jones, even though they have Waller as a tight end, I don't really love the receivers surrounding him necessarily. But you do have to make some plays eventually. Niners did, Giants didn't, and that's how that one went on Thursday night. Then we go to Sunday, Chargers-Vikings, and I and I talked about it a little bit earlier in the kickoff, but this was just, who wants to lose this game? <laughs> Less won the game. Um, Chargers went at 28-24. Vikings on the move early, but Cousins hits Hawkinson. He fumbles, so Chargers go down the field. It ends in a Herbert to Partham touchdown, 7 nothing. Cousins hits Jefferson for a multitude of big plays. Then they get in the end zone on a touchdown pass to Oliver. We're tied at seven. Chargers, Herbert to Palmer. He fumbles. Vikings recovered. Cousins, Jefferson set up goal to go. Madison fumbles. Chargers recover, but it was ruled forward progress. It all leads to a Joseph field goal, so the Vikings go in front 10-7. Herbert, big play to Palmer. That set up goal to go. Herbert to Parham for their second connection for a touchdown. And this ball was fired in there. What a throw from Herbert. Chargers back in front, 14-10, half end shortly after. Second half action, Chargers driving, but Dicker misses a field goal that would have given a seven-point lead. They get it back. Herbert to Allen, big play. Then they had a double pass. Herbert throws it backwards to Keenan Allen, who throws it up the sideline of Mike Williams. He walks into the end zone. Chargers 21-10 at that point. Vikings had to come back and did. Uh, he hits Hawkinson for a big play to get the drive started. Then he hits Osborne for a touchdown. So they make it 21-17. And then the Vikings get it back. 50-yard Cousins to Jefferson. Touchdown. Vikings in front. 24-21. Herbert then hit Keenan Allen three times for some big chunk plays. And then he goes back to Palmer for this time for the touchdown. Chargers in front. 28-24. And then it just got really, really dumb and really, really crazy. Because the Vikings drove it all the way to the goal line. And I understand going forward, fourth and goal, fine. But to not get it there is terrible. So they turn it over on downs. And then the Chargers, at their own 24-yard line, Staley went for it. Kelly gets stuffed on the run. So the Chargers turn it right back over to the Vikings, only with a four-point lead. So the Vikings do need to get in the end zone, but they're set up. Um, the use of the hands gave the Vikings a first down. Then fourth and five, Cousins hits Hawkinson. That set up goal to go, but the Vikings never clock it. Cousins never... Clocks the ball, so the clock runs, and they mismanage it, and they only get one play, and it's Cousins picked off in the end zone to seal it for the Chargers. So an absolute, you know, word I can't say here, show to end the, <laughs> to end the game. Turnover downs, turnover downs, pick at the goal line. Insane. Chargers get a big win. They needed it bad, that's for sure, against another team that needed to win bad and didn't get it. So Vikings fall to 0-3. Chargers finally get a win. They are 1-2. and Bills went to Landover to take on the Commies, and they stuffed them in a locker, 37-3. Uh, Allen runs, set up a bass field goal, so they're up 3-0. Howell gets picked off. Allen, Davis, touchdown, 10-0. Howell to Samuel, big play. Then he scrambles. That set up goal to go. But then they turn it over on downs. They can't punch it in. If it's 10-7 there, it's maybe a different game. But Bass field goal makes it 13-0. Howell picked a second time. Bass field goal makes it 16-0. Half ends shortly after. Then to start the third quarter, Howell gets picked off in the end zone. That's the third one of the game. Allen gives it right back. Bills get it back. They turn it over on downs. Howell to Gibson, but he fumbles. That set up a Josh Allen touchdown. Bills 23-0. Then he threw a pick six for his fourth interception of the game. 30 to nothing. Then Latavius Murray got in the end zone for the Bills. 
37 nothing a Joey Sly field goal. Got the Ziggy off the board, broke the shutout, and that's how it finished. 37-3, so an impressive showing from the Bills, specifically the defense. Offense did enough, scored some touchdowns, but they got a lot of pass field goals, fine, whatever, but they only technically needed a, one touchdown or two field goals, they would have won the game, okay? Um, so they did well. They did well on both sides of the ball, that's for sure. So Bills, two wins in a row after dropping that week one Monday night opener to the Jets at MetLife. Saints, Packers, Saints undefeated going up to Lambeau, but the Packers come back and win it 18-17. Packers started the game fourth and two, going for it with a trick play incompletion. It just looked it just looked out of sorts and out of whack. So that was at the Saints 42. Saints took advantage of that field position. It leads to a Jimmy Graham touchdown reception from Carr. Saints in front 7-0, then Saints about to get it back on a Packers punt, and Shahid runs the punt back. So they're in front, 14-0. Packers no answer because the Saints, next time they get a 14-play drive, ends in a groupie field goal, 17-0, half ends, same score. To start the third quarter, Love just chucks it up, and it's picked off on a deep ball. So here come the Saints again, but Carr hurt, goes to the locker room, in comes Jameis. But the Packers still can't get it going. To this point, they had fourth and two at the scene 13. They go for it. Love incomplete. Turnover on downs. Packers get it back. They finally get on the board. Again, they're kind of faced with a similar situation. This time, they kick the field goal. So they're down 17-3 after the Carlson field goal. They get it back. DPIs get the drive going. Then fourth and goal. Love touchdown. Two-point play. They go for it. It's good. Saints lead cut to six. 17-11. Packers get it back again. A Jordan Love big scramble. Then he hits Reed for a big play. Then he connects to Dobbs. Touchdown. Extra point good. Packers in front. 18-17. Jameis and the Saints try to get it moving. Try to get into field goal range to win the game. Winston to Olave twice. Moves the chains into field goal range. But Groupie pushes the field goal wide. It would have given them the lead. Forced the Packers to score again. But instead, it's missed. Packers win it at home. In the home opener, Jordan Love first start in Green Bay as a starter, replacing Aaron Rodgers. And he wins it. Packers 18-17. Atlanta Detroit thought this was going to be a shootout. I figured it out. The Lion, uh, the Falcons can't score on the road, so we are going with Falcons overs at home. That's where we're probably going to go with going forward uh, for the pick six because I lost this pick. Detroit wins it 20-6 in their building. Lions See, if they get a touchdown and the Falcons answer with a touchdown, maybe we're cooking something different, 7-7 uh, with 14 total points instead. It's a Patterson field goal. It's a coup field goal to tie the game at 3. Then Goff hit Laporta. Nicely designed play here for the Lions. 10-3. Lions get it back. Goff to Raymond. Goal to go. Fresh out of downs after illegal contact, but they can't punch it in the end zone. It's a Patterson field goal. 13-3. Half end, same score. Falcons trying to get back in the game early, uh, early in the third quarter. Coup misses the field goal. That could have made it. 13-6, then you're down 7. Instead, they miss the field goal, but they get it back after Goff gets picked, but fourth down, Ritter incomplete, turnover on downs. Goff then kept a read option for a touchdown. He's in the end zone 20-3. Coup field goal made it 26, then Ritter sack fumble all but sealed it. Lions get the win at home after blowing it last week. They improved to 2-1 and one after a tough start. That's for sure. Tennessee and Cleveland. Cleveland wins this one 27-3. Not a very exciting one in uh, City of Rock, they call it, right? Hopkins field goal gave the Browns a 3-0 lead. Watson hit more when they got it back, but he was stripped. That's set up a folk field goal. The only points of the day for the Titans. That tied it at 3. Watson to Ford. Touchdown 10-3. Hopkins field goal made it 13-3 Browns. Then the Titans couldn't get points at the end of the half. They mismanaged it. Uh, four touchdown made it 20 to three, and then Watson to Amari Cooper. The final score of the game 27 3. So, Browns, nice win for them at home. Tennessee, they're going to struggle. Um, they're in kind of a changeover uh, of a lot of positions. Defense is changing a lot of guys around. Offense is certainly going to change a lot of guys around, as we know. So, they're in the midst of that. Hopefully, they stick with Vrabel because Vrabel's a really good coach, but we'll see. All right. Next up, two AFC South teams there. Houston and Jacksonville. Houston wins it 37-17. Ryan's first win as an NFL coach. Houston's first win of the season. 
McManus started the game with a missed field goal for the Jags. Texans got on the board with a Pierce touchdown. Then a McManus field goal was blocked, nearly returned for a touchdown. Houston had great field position. Stroud hit Jordan for the touchdown. 14-0 Texans. Agnew then fumbled. Stroud to Collins. Big play inside the 15. Fairbairn field goal. 17-0 Texans. It was the same score at half. Then Jags tried to get back in the game. Defensive pass interference gave them a goal to go after an incompletion on a third and 13. They get it in the end zone on a Bigsby score. So they're in the, on the board 17-7. McManus made it 17-10 with the field goal in Jacksonville's uh, one of their next possessions. Short kick. Fullback Beck picks it up for the Texans, right, after this field goal. He ran it back for a touchdown. He bobbled it. He ran to the other sideline, and he scored a touchdown. It was one of the craziest returns you'll ever see. So just as Jacksonville got within seven, made it a game, their crowd's starting to feel it, a fullback on the other team runs the kickoff back. And just like that, you're down 14. Lawrence then gets picked off. Fairbairn field goal, 27-10. They get back in the end zone. The Jags do. Lawrence to Kirk, touchdown, 27-17. So you're down 10. Get a stop and maybe get a score. You're back in it. No. Stroud, Dell, rookie to rookie, touchdown. Houston, 34-17. And the Jags turn it over on downs. Fairbairn field goal made it 37-17. So, hey, give Houston credit. And I told you, like, as much as I like Trevor Lawrence, I give Peterson uh, a lot of credit in helping turn around that Jacksonville program organization after what they went through with Urban. But don't just hand them wins yet. Because they are they aren't good enough to just come out with a bad game and win it. They can do that, but don't expect them to. Because, you know, once you started this game, looking at this game, and it's 7-0 and they blocked the field goal, like, oh, you're in one. Um, that's for sure, so. That's a that's not a good loss for Jacksonville, but hey, credit Houston. Jets, Pats at MetLife. The Jets cannot beat the Patriots. They have not beaten them in a long time, and it continues until the game in New England this year because Pats went at 15-10. to A Ryland field goal opened the scoring for the Patriots, 3-0. Pats moving it again when they got it back, but Ryland misses this one. A 58-yard Jones to Brown touchdown. They didn't need Ryland on that drive. He makes the extra point, so they're up 10-0. Jets finally got on the board with a Greg Lake field goal, cut the lead to 10-3. And then Pat's moving again just before the half ends, but Ryland misses this field goal. They open up the third quarter with a Ryland long field goal, so they get it back 13-3. Then here come the Jets. On the move, Wilson, seven completions on the drive. Third down, they get a DPI, set up a goal to go, and then Bowden uh, punches it in. They're within three. New England 13, Jets 10. Jets get pinned in deep, and then Wilson gets sacked. So it's a safety Pats get it back with the score 15-10, but the Jets force the punt. They get it back at their own 145, uh, 143 left, but they turn it over on downs. Thankfully, they get it back again, and Wilson hucks it, and nearly the deflection fell to Randall Cobb, and he could have walked in, which would have won the Jets the game and turned it around, similar to like their week one win, the way they turned it around there. It could have... You know, maybe galvanize the season. No, instead it falls incomplete. Patriots win again. They beat the Jets again. That losing streak for the Jets continues. And a lot of people, you know, knocking Zach Wilson. I, I just said, I said it. He's not ready for this. And it's not necessarily even a knock on him. It just is a fact. Like maybe... A year from now, he would have been ready if Rodgers went down year two. Year one, he was not ready to take over a team that's very talented, that has big expectations. He was not ready to do that. And to kind of put him in that position is a little unfair. But guess what? You're in the National Football League, son. Okay? So, uh, I'm saying that, but also you got to make some plays at some point if you want to play football. Like, if you want to play the position. You got, you got to make some plays. And the Jets are not doing it, especially on offense. And that's unfortunate because their defense is very good. And their offense was supposed to be very good, too. And it's it's unfortunate because you can easily just put it all on this kid because he's the difference from 
when the expectations were really good to now there's no expectations. It's it's one position. It's the quarterback. So I get people calling for, you know, Wentz or you know, I can Jameis now, I'll tell you that. After the car injury. So if this is the best you got, you might as well try to change the way you approach it or your perspective. Because, you know, the second Rodgers went down, I, th- I think the Jets should have punted on the season. Jet fans at least should have punted on the season. There's no expectations. But unfortunately, that's not how it works, especially fans in the New York area, as we know. So, pass, get the win. Broncos, Dolphins. And if you didn't know the story on this, folks, Mike McDaniel was a Broncos ball boy uh, under Mike Shanahan's time, late 90s. All he wanted to do was play for the Denver Broncos or coach the Denver Broncos, be involved with the Denver Broncos. He's coaching with Kyle Shanahan, obviously Mike's son. They become friends. The Bronco job comes up. Mike Bettany doesn't get interviewed. He takes the Miami job, and it's one of maybe the big opportunities, the ways he could, you know, make the Broncos notice him. And I think he did because the Dolphins hung 70. 70 to 20. 70 to 20. So we won't go play by play in this one because it'll take too long. It'll be a pod in itself. So we're not going to do that. But Tua was great. Moster and uh, Ache were great. They were great. Outstanding. Outstanding football. I mean, really. So two of the Tyree Kill got it started seven nothing. Then Ache touchdown made it fourteen nothing. Broncos got on the board. Rustus Sutton made it fourteen seven, but Tua comes back to Ache touchdown twenty one seven. Russ TD comes back on an OPI leads to a Lutz field goal, so it could have been twenty one fourteen. Instead, it's twenty one ten. Ingle gets stuffed on a fourth and one. Fullback dive turn around downs, but the Dolphins get it back. Moster touchdown twenty eight ten. Russ to Sutton, he fumbles. Dolphins recover. It's goal to go. Another Moser touchdown, 35-10. Then a Lutz field goal ends the half, 35-13. So a lot of scores late in that first half. Then second half, fourth and goal. Moser pushes it in, 42-13. Russ to Sutton, he fumbles again. Two and a Moser, 49-13 touchdown. Russ gets picked. Two and Ache, touchdown, 56-13. Then the backups come in. Mike White hits Robbie Chosen on a deep ball. He gets into the end zone, 63-16, or 13. Ensuing kickoff, Mims runs it back for the Broncos, so it's 63-20, and then the Dolphins give it to Ache. He runs a long touchdown run, 70-20. Then you have both teams turn over on downs, and then the Dolphins could have kicked a field goal. They didn't, and uh, they kneel it out. So 70-20, one of the more impressive offensive performances you'll ever see. Um crazy Colts in Baltimore taking on the Ravens Colts went in overtime 22-19 Ravens started the game 12 plays ends in a Lamar touchdown Baltimore 7-0 they got it back Lamar to Drake but he fumbles Colts do nothing with that they get it back and into the end zone a Minshew to Moss touchdown so we're tied at 7 Lamar then pump fake but he lost the ball Colts recover review uh, upheld Leads to a long game field goal, so it's 10-7. Colts, same score at a half. Colts then increase the lead with another long game field goal, so it's 13-7. Ravens, 10 plays, 5 runs, 5 passes, another Lamar touchdown. They're back in front, 14-13. Mims, uh, Moss run, sorry, sets up a third gay field goal. Colts in front, 16-14. Lamar scrambles, sets up a go-ahead Tucker field goal. Ravens back in front, 17 16. Colts get pinned deep in their own end. Minshew steps out of the end zone for a safety, so the Baltimore lead becomes a field goal lead. Minshew gets the Colts into long range. Gay makes a fourth one. That tied it at 19. 57 seconds to go. Lamar to Aguilar. Chunk play gave Tucker an opportunity, albeit from distance, 61 yards, to win the game. And, I mean, how many times does he just walk this off? Game winner. Thank you very much from 60. It ends up Maybe one yard short. It just fell short of the crossbar. So we go to overtime. Colts punt. Ravens punt it back. Colts turn over and downs. Fourth and one at the Baltimore 46. Ravens turn over and downs. Fourth and three at the Indy 47. 
So both teams had two possessions. Colts with an opportunity that you say, okay, we either score on this one or we play defense for a tie. Well, Moss a good run, set up Gay from 53 for the win, and he made it. Colts win it 22-19. to Banged up Colts, banged up Ravens. A lot of injuries on both teams, and the Colts escape Baltimore with an overtime win. So an interesting uh, afternoon slate, that's for sure. Late afternoon slate, not great. Not great, folks, especially the Cowboys, which we alluded to before. Carolina-Seattle. Seattle wins at 37-27. Dalton was in for Bryce Young. Carolina got on the board first with the Pinero field goal, then three Myers field goals for the Seahawks. Tied the game, gave them a 6-3 lead, and then extended that lead to 9-3. Dalton the Shark got the Panthers back in front, 10-9 on that touchdown. Geno got picked off. Carolina in lead increases to 13-9 after a second Pinheiro field goal. A Myers field goal cut it to 1, 13-12 Carolina half ends, same score. Myers field goal gave the Seahawks a lead that I believe they would not relinquish because Pinheiro missed a field goal that would have put them back in front. Then a Walker touchdown. 22-13, a Sanders touchdown, 22-20, Miles Sanders for the Panthers, cut it to two, but then another Walker touchdown, made the lead, nine again. Panthers then turned over on downs, then Geno hit Bobo. Two-point play good, Seattle 37-20, Dalton the feeling garbage time, made it a 10-point game, but never closer. So Seattle gets the win at home over Carolina. Bears were in Kansas City, taking on the Chiefs. You know, Taylor was in the building, of course. Shout out to Swifties. Chiefs win a 41-10. Kansas City went right down the field. Mahomes McKinnon punch it in. 11-play drive next Kansas City possession. Edwards Lair punches it in. 14-0. Then another 11-play drive. Mahomes McKinnon, they connect again. Kansas City, 21-0. Fields to Herbert. He fumbles. Short field for Kansas City. Leads to a Butker field goal. 24-0. Chiefs field gets picked off. Another short field. Chiefs leads to a Pacheco touchdown, 31-0. Chiefs got it back again before the half ended. Another Bucker field goal, 34-0. Then Kelsey got his touchdown, 41-0. Chiefs, Bears turned over and downs, fourth and five at their own 41. Chiefs pull their starters. Blaine Gabbert gets picked off. Bears got on the board with the Santos field goal. Gabbert gets picked off again. Bears into the end zone, fields to... DJ Moore on that touchdown connection. So that's how it finished. 41-10. Kansas City impressive. Bears are really bad. Um, do I think Kansas City is much better than I thought because they blew out the Bears? No, I, I kind of expected that, and I do think Kansas City is really, really good. So I didn't really learn a ton from this game other than the Bears are, are not well coached, and we knew that. So, I didn't. again, I don't think I learned a lot from that game. The game I did learn something from, uh, the Cowboys going to Arizona and losing. Um, I don't want to say I was running my mouth. I don't think I was running my mouth. And I still think the Cowboys can do something very special this season, regardless of losing to Arizona in September. Um, but for me, Super Bowl teams don't lose to teams that are going to have three or four or five wins. I just don't see that. So it, this loss frustrated me as a fan. Um it perplexed me as like, a, I guess, an analyst or a podcaster or whatever you want to kind of call it because Arizona stinks and Dobbs stinks and the Cowboys should have went there and not even allowed a score, let alone as many scores as they did allow. And offensively, they were horrendous. So Cardinals win in 28-16. And listen, give them credit. They played a really good football game. And Cowboys lost to a guy that I've been clowning on, the coach. Absolutely clowning on. And we lost to him. So, I was not a happy camper on Sunday afternoon into the evening, that's for sure. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you know I don't like the coach already. It's, it's extremely frustrating. And to come out flat like that and then to not make the adjustments and then at the end of the game to keep running the ball is insane. Anyway, let's get to the recap. Dobbs run, set up a Prater field goal, so Arizona up 3 nothing. Then the DPI set the Cardinals up in Cowboy territory. Connor punches it in, two-point play, no good. So the Cardinals were up 9 nothing. Cowboys got on the board with an Aubrey field goal. That started the struggles in the red area, that's for sure. So six-point game. Then a third and 11 
Cowboys getting off the field, but a holding flag keeps the Cardinals' offense there. A long Rondell Moore touchdown run out of the backfield. They went for two again to try to get to 17-3. No good. So it's 15-3. Cowboys finally got into the end zone. A Dowell touchdown. So they cut the lead to five. Prater field goal good, but the Cowboys were offside. So it's a first down. The defense holds to another Prater field goal, but it took time off the clock. So it's 18-10. Cardinals get it back again. 62-yard field goal. Ends the half 21-10. to Cardinals, uh, Cowboys stall beginning of the third quarter. They get in the Aubrey field goal, so it's an eight-point game. Cowboys get it back. They drive it again, but they get bogged down. It's fourth and three. The Cardinal four goes for it. Incompletion, turnover, and downs. Then later, they get down in the red zone again. He elects to kick the field goal this time instead of go for it, so it's 21-16. Then Cardinals get it back. Dobbs to Wilson. Big play on a busted coverage. Then he hits Hollywood Brown on a crossing pattern in the end zone. Uh, 28-16, then Cowboys needing multiple scores, um, running the ball with the clock running, and then they finally elect to throw it, and Dak throws a pick in the end zone. So uh, it's just not good, not good enough, that's for sure. No real excuses. I, I, I don't have any. It's just it's not good enough. It's, it's, it's embarrassing is what it is. Sunday night game, Steelers. Raiders, the old rivalry, Steelers winning in Vegas, 23-18. Raiders catch a break on Jacobs, not fumbling, and then Jimmy G to Adams, touchdown, got them on the board. Then Steelers answer, deep ball, pick it to Austin in the lineup because Johnson's out, so that was 7-7. So he had some scores, and then it really settled in, meaning not a lot of scores. Raiders on the move, Jimmy G gets picked off. Steelers settle for a Boswell field goal. Then they stall for a second Boswell field goal, so it's 13-7, half end, same score. They get into long-range Boswell uh, territory. He hits another field goal, so it's 16-7. Jimmy G got picked off again. Raiders were just waiting for a spark, and the Steelers were just doing enough to build up a little lead. And then they strike quick, go down the field, six plays, pick it, fire move, touchdown, 23-7. But here come the Raiders. Moving fourth and five at the Pittsburgh 22, but an incompletion. Turnover on downs. They get it back. Jimmy G heats up. He hits Adams for another touchdown, two-point play, good. It's 23-15. Raiders get it back. False start backs up a fourth down from fourth and one to fourth and six. Uh, or fourth and inches to fourth and five, I guess they called it. Carlson field goal, he makes it, but a flag on the Steelers keeps the drive alive. Eventually, they kick another Carlson field goal, which was interesting. However, the Raiders had three timeouts and two-minute warning, so they kick it deep. Steelers get one first down. They have to punt it back eventually. 23 seconds left. Great punt pins the Raiders inside the 15. Um after a muff, and then Jimmy G gets picked a third time to seal it. So um, I understand people going at McDaniels here for kicking the field goal um, down eight because he's thinking we need basically two scores. Like, he's including the two-point conversion in the score. Like, a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, we, we just need eight points, and it's just like we just get a touchdown we get another two points easily. Like, a two-point play is very difficult. I understand it's, it's a close point. Uh, like your close proximity to the goal line, but like it's not a lot of space to throw the ball, and a lot of times the runs get bogged down as well. So it's a more difficult play than you think to score from, even though it's from the two yard line. Um, so I guess his idea was we need two scores. If I get a field goal now, I won't have to have the two point conversion. I just need a touchdown, which I can get. So even though I disagree with what he's doing, I'm just eight, down eight. I think I can get eight. He's saying, I need two scores. Either a field goal and a touchdown, and I win, or a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and I tie. He's saying two scores to win. So that's why he kicked the field goal. Which, now, if he doesn't have timeouts and a two-minute warning, I think is the wrong decision. And I still am questioning it, but I at least see his argument having three timeouts and the two-minute warning to kick it deep. He said, hey, I think we can stop Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris. They did, but it cost them too much time. So, yeah, it's very easy to play the results, and I and I normally don't like to do that, and that's one of my arguments uh, a lot. Um, so I try to have principles and say, these are the coaching principles that I would install, and these are the things I want to do, so I, I'm consistent in my arguments. Now, I understand where McDaniels is coming from, down eight, says kick the field goal, then another score will be a touchdown, and we win the game. 
other people are saying, dude, you're down eight. Just get a touchdown. Get the two-point conversion. You tie. He's saying, even if I get this touchdown, what if I don't get the two? I need a score anyway, so let me just kick the field goal now. It, it's, there, there's multiple, what, a hundred ways to skin a cat? Is that what they say? Sorry to all the cat fans out there. I'm sorry if I just triggered something, but that's just an expression, okay? Um, so anyway, Stillers win it in Vegas. That was the Sunday night game. We had two games on Monday night. Let's get to them now. First to kick off, Philly in Tampa. Eagles win it 25-11. Hurts hit Brown multiple times for some first downs. Then fourth and two at the Tampa 15. They get stuffed, so they turn it over on downs. Eagles end up getting it back past midfield after a great punt return. Swift some good runs. That set up an Elliott field goal, so they're on the board 3-0. Bucks had a 13-play drive. Can't get it in the end zone. McLaughlin field goal ties it at three. Then here come the Eagles. Hurts is a chaos. Once for a big play, then they connect for a touchdown. Eagles back in front 10-3. Bate gets picked off. Hurts gets picked off. Bake to White. This is at the end of the half now, but he fumbles. So 24 seconds left for the Eagles in Tampa territory. They get another Elliott field goal to end the half. 13-3, Philadelphia led. Their ball, second half, Swift runs, set up goal to go. Fourth and goal, Hurts sneak, touchdown, 20-3. More good Swift runs. Hurts a deep ball that's picked off at the goal line, but it can't be a touchback, so it's at the one-yard line, and then White gets tackled in the end zone for a safety on a play. They never really had a chance, so the arm punt actually gives the Eagles two points, so should Hurts get two points? For, I'm just kidding. Uh, but they have up 22-3. Eagles on the uh, safety kick, the punt. They drive it for another Elliott field goal, so it's 25-3. to Tampa woke up, but too little, too late. Bake to Evans twice for chunk plays. He hits Evans for the touchdown. They get the two-point play, so they cut it to 14 with nine minutes left, 25-11, but the Eagles ran out the clock. Hurts sneaks it for a first down. He hits uh, A.J. Brown to convert a third and long. He hits Smith to convert another third down, and then fourth and two, he finds A.J. Brown again to seal it. So the Eagles run off all the clock and improve to 3-0. Them and San Francisco, the only 3-0 teams in the NFC. Tampa falls to 2-1. The second of the Monday night games, Super Bowl rematch of a few years ago, Rams and Bengals. Bengals this time get the best of the Rams. 19-16. Burrow did play, so he could play with the calf. Bengals get into the Rams end, but a McPherson missed field goal leaves that drive empty-handed. Rams get it moving. They're into the end zone on a Stafford to Atwell connection, but he gets ruled out at the two-yard line on a review, and they only had a Maher field goal to get on the board. So 3 nothing Rams. Bengals put together a solid drive, ends in a McPherson field goal. That tied at 3-3. Rams uh, get another Maher field goal after Stu, uh, Stafford to Atwell connected for another big play. So Rams back in front, 6-3. Stafford then got picked off, and the Rams got it back. Bengals. Takeover, 113 left, no timeouts. Burrow to Hudson across the 50. McPherson field goal ends the half, 6-6. He makes it. Rams bogged down in the third quarter in the red zone again. Settled for a third Maher field goal, so they're 9-6 in front. Bengals finally put it together on offense and get into the end zone. Mixing some good runs. Burrow completions to Chase and Higgins. That set up a mixing touchdown. So since he in front, 13-9. Stafford to Jefferson, gain of 46. Next play, Stafford picked off on a tip at the line. Burrow to Chase, huge play, sets up another McPherson field goal. So they're up 16-9. Bengals driving again. Burrow throws a pick. Unreal play by Witherspoon. I mean, honestly, this was a great play. You've got to tip your hat on this pick. Bengals get it back, so no difference there. Good punt return, set up another McPherson field goal. So they're up 10. Fourth and three at the Cincy 40. Stafford scrambles for the conversion. He hits Puka to set up goal to go, and then third down, Stafford to Atwell, touchdown. That touchdown on third down was the only third down conversion on the night for the Rams. That made it 19-16. Bengals recover the onside kick to seal it, so the Bengals get their first win of this regular season. Rams fall to 1-2. Bengals rise up to 1-2. So that was the two games on Monday night. From the pros to the student-athletes, college football week four, where week four it was. Talked about it a little bit in the kickoff. Ohio State and Notre Dame, top 10 showdown in South Penn. Buckeyes win it 17-14. Uh, 
Irish were on the move, but a fourth and one at the Ohio State 18. Hartman scrambled for a first down. They gave it to him originally, but it gets overturned for a turnover on downs. Next Irish possession, Hartman's driving uh, the Irish down the field. A couple completions, but it ends in a missed field goal. Buckeyes finally get it going. They get all the way to the goal line. Fourth and goal, they get stuffed. So a big Irish goal line stand there. Ohio State gets it back. 12-play drive ends in a field goal. Half ends 3-0 Ohio State. Irish turnaround downs again. Fourth and one at the Ohio State 39. Then a one-play Ohio State drive. Henderson touchdown. Lead up to 10-0. Big Irish answer. 11 plays lead to a Wildcat touchdown. Um, they ran the ball a ton on that drive, so they're back in it. Lead cut to 10 to 7. Irish get pinned in deep, but Hartman, big play to Great House to get them out of it. He hits Evans for another chunk play. Then he hits Flores for the touchdown, put Notre Dame in front 14 10. Then it got crazy. McCord hits Johnson for 40. Fourth and one at the Notre Dame 11. Ryan Day called the Jets sweep. It gets stuffed. Notre Dame gets the ball back, but they only killed off 246 of the clock. So Ohio State gets it back. 126 left. A third and 10. McCord to Ibuka for 23. Fourth and seven. McCord to Fleming. Then he hits Aaron Harrison Jr. for another first down. Then Notre Dame drops a pick that would have sealed the game. In third and 19, McCord, Ibuka for 21 to the Notre Dame one yard line. Incompletion. Three seconds left. Notre Dame has 10 guys on the field. Walk in touchdown. Irish lose, Buckeyes win, and it's unfortunately for Notre Dame fans that are around my age, and I'm not certainly saying I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I do enjoy watching the games. I, I like when they're good. It's good for college football. I, I don't necessarily root against them. I usually root for them, to be fair, because um, I have a lot of friends that are Notre Dame fans. I want my friends to be happy, but they can't win a big game. They can't do it. Like I, I understand they beat Clemson was that a couple years ago when DJ was in for Trevor Lawrence. So they are capable of winning some big games. But, oh, man. They got to be sick about that one. And Ryan Day's a clown. He's an absolute bozo. So there's that. We talked about it. Iowa-Penn State. Penn State a dominant 31 nothing game. Valaire, four touchdowns. Not much to be said here about Iowa. Um, in a big spot, they showed nothing. So there you go. Ole Miss, Bama. Ole Miss was, I don't want to say in control of this game, but they definitely had Bama on the ropes. They took a 9-7 lead after three field goals, and they didn't look back. The big play, Milrow hit as he threw, but he threw a great ball for a touchdown. Put Bama in front. They never looked back. 24-10, to the final there. Colorado, Oregon. Colorado got a humbling um, but I think if you're not paying attention, maybe you think it was like, oh my God, Colorado talked a lot of junk and now they're going to shut up. They were 21 point underdogs. They were supposed to lose the game and lose it convincingly. They didn't have their best player who plays both sides of the ball. And it was a big road test. Not saying that TCU wasn't week one, but it was a big road test in conference against a really, really good team. And then a pretty good coach team. I like Lanning. And I don't got a problem with what he said. It's it's getting my guys motivated to play harder. And and play better. So you say whatever you gotta say. No bad blood there. And Dion doing the Dan Hurley better get us now. I love that. Because he's right. Because look how good they are already. And it's been four games. So I understand it's 42 to 6. I understand it's 35 nothing at half. Knicks three touchdowns and a pick in the route. They sacked Sanders seven times. Colorado was not good enough. But Colorado's gonna be fine. And even if they get killed by USC this week, it doesn't matter. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna find themselves in a bowl game. They'll probably win the bowl game. And then next year, when everybody comes back, basically, because I'm sure he's gonna keep a lot of the guys around because they're already making NIL stuff. And maybe it improves their draft stock for sure if they come back. And they have bigger games and bigger moments. But Colorado's supposed to lose. Anybody thinking otherwise is crazy. And then people like dancing on them. Like, shut up. 
then the other people going crazy about people rooting for Oregon because they're like, what are we doing? It's just so lame. But hey, they're supposed to get creamed, and they did. So it is what it is. Credit Oregon. And Colorado took it like men. They got their butt kicked. So what are you going to do? Another showdown in that league that's going to be defunct. UCLA-Utah, first road test for that UCLA freshman, and it showed pick six to start the game. Utah wins at 14-7. Bruins made it interesting with that late touchdown in the fourth quarter there, but they did not get closer. Not a really well-played game, to be fair. Some turnovers, a lot of turnovers on downs. But Utah at home, so tough to go against. They win it. Then we had Oregon State-Wazoo. Wazoo wins at 38-35. The score was not indicative of how close it was because Wazoo was beating them by, seemed like, two scores plus the whole game, and Oregon State was always fighting from behind. Even though they hung around, they got a TV uh, touchdown lead, but they could not recover the onside kick. They nearly did, but they could not recover the onside kick, then try the field goal attempt to go to overtime. Speaking of overtime, Florida State-Clemson. Florida State wins at 31-24. Tigers were going in. Here's how it changed, and we talked about it. But that up 24-17 going in, if you make it even 10-point game, it's two scores. If you punch it in, it's huge. To not only turn the ball over, but to give up a turnover, and then they score on that play on that scoop and score to tie the game. That was brutal. He has the kid who was a grad student try to kick a game-winning field goal. The kid's worried about HR orientation and his next jobs. Now he's kicking a game-winning field goal at Clemson. Come on, man. So that was brutal. He missed it. They're showing the family. Oh, my God. That was rough. Florida State scored right away in overtime. Clemson doesn't. Game over. Florida State wins it. Survives. Rutgers had a 7 nothing lead on Michigan and was kind of hanging around, and then Michigan wins it 31-7. Uh, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, not really impressive, but a league road win for the Sooners, 20 to six Miami and temple Miami, a beat down 41, seven of the owls, Duke, same score against UConn, 41, seven Tennessee bounced back after the, after the Florida loss against UTSA, they went 45, 14 Milton, two touchdowns and a win LSU, Arkansas. This was exciting. 31, 31 late. A field goal for LSU held off the hogs fourth quarter, second half comeback. So LSU wins that one. Florida beats Charlotte 22-7. Not really impressive. Texas, Baylor, Horns win it 38-6. Viewers to Worthy touchdown and win. Brooks had 106 on the ground, two touchdowns. Georgia beats UAB 49-21. Back three touchdowns on the win. UNC knocks off Pitt. May's good. He's a good player. Cal loses to Washington. Washington is really, really good. 59-32, Penix, four touchdowns and a pick in the win. And then USC, Arizona State was an interesting game on Saturday night late night. Williams, three touchdowns in the win, but Arizona State kept answering, including making it 35-28. But SC scored and answered and put the Sun Devils away, 42-28 in the win. So some more ranked versus ranked this week as well as this season. If you know, Georgia picks up a loss, and SC picks up a like. It could get really, really interesting with a lot of teams in the mix for four spots the last time. If there's a lot of teams with one loss, it could get really, really crazy. So we'll talk about that more on Thursday. All right, weekend soccer recap, starting the EPL. Man City 4, City win it 2-0. Uh, brilliant, brilliant first goal. Starts with Doku on the wing, plays Rodri, then a ball into... Walker knocks it back for Foden on the volley. Blasted it past Turner. No chance. Then Nunez, good ball. And cross into the area. Holland heads it home. Rodri straight red. So and he's only owes about three or four more red cards uh, from all the fouls that he's occurred without getting booked. So just keep that a note. City went in 2-0. Luton Town Wolves finished 1-1. Belgrade, Belgard, sorry, got sent off for Luton. Neto, brilliant goal. He's finally got on the score sheet after the many assists he's provided. But Luton uh, get a pen after Wolves concede it. Morris pen. 1-1 one, one, that finish. Crystal Palace, Fulham finish 0-0. Brentford, Everton. Everton, 3-1. A big result for the Toffees at the Community Stadium in London. Jacore got it started. Jensen equalized for Brentford, but then Tarkowski on a set piece and Calvert-Lewin the insurance goal. Everton, 3-1. Burnley, Man U. Man U are down to 
really their fourth and fifth choice center back. Still, still ahead of Harry Maguire somehow. But it was Johnny Evans playing a long ball in for Bruno Fernandez on the volley. Brilliant finish by Bruno. Give him credit. Burnley can't muster up a goal at Turf Moor, and that's all they needed. A stoppage time goal in the first half. Bruno, captain, 1-0. Liverpool-West Ham. Liverpool win at 3-1. Salah draws a penalty, converts a penalty. Then a really brave header from Jared Bowen made it 1-1. Then second half, uh, McAllister chip ball for Nunez. He finishes it. And then set piece. Uh, Van Dyke heads it back into the danger area. Jota hammers it home. 3-1 Liverpool. Chelsea Villa, the, the horrific Premier League record continues for Chelsea. They lose 1-0 at home against Villa. Gusto got sent off a straight red card after a VAR review. Ole Watkins, the goal. And that's all Villa needed. 1-0, they win it. Brighton, Bournemouth. A Brighton mistake at the back gave Tom Solanke the game's opener. So Bournemouth led, but an own goal equalizer got Brighton on the board. And then Matoma came on, and Fati came on at halftime. And those two changed the game because Matoma got a goal, and then he got another goal, and Brighton win 3-1. North, London, Derby, we talked about it at the top. 2-2, it finished. Saka plays it into the area, and Romero turns it in for Arsenal's first. Then humming Son, after a brilliant turn from James Madison against Saka, plays it for the captain, and he levels it. Second half. A pen, a handball pen, but it is harsh. And if it's given that way, let's see that always given kind of a thing that I want to talk about with handballs. Saka converts that pen. 98 seconds later, Madison finds Son again for his brace. The captain made it 2-2. That's how it finished. Exciting North London derby indeed. Then, final game of the weekend. Sheffield United at Bramall Lane hosting Newcastle. Newcastle had... Every goal they had were different goal scorers. And you can say, oh, wow, you know, two two goals, your two strikers getting involved, great. Three goals, wow, maybe a goal for the midfield. Four goals, wow, the defender getting involved. Eight nil. Eight different goal scorers. Long staff from a nice play from Anthony Gordon. Byrne and Botman on set pieces. Callum Wilson got his goal. Anthony Gordon, a brilliant strike. Almiron got his goal. Gimaresh off a rebound. Isak. Came in for Wilson and then got his goal as well. 8-0. Historic beatdown for Paul Heckenbottom, Sheffield United Blades, unfortunately. La Liga. Barcelona 3-2 over Celta Vigo. Lewandowski brace. Cancelo at 89th minute winner. He's just come in and done a great job for Xavi and Barcelona. R uh, Madrid Derby. Atletico beat Real Madrid 3-1. Morata opened up the scoring. Cruz. Equalizer for Real Madrid. Griezmann, winner, Morata, insurance goal. 3-1. Big, big result for Atletico. Serie A, AC Milan beat Hellas Verona 1-0. Rafael Leao goal was the difference. Sassuolo, Juventus. Sassuolo went at 4-2. Chiesa scores in the loss. Lazio, Monza, 1-1. A mobile pen was the marker for Lazio. Inter beat Empoli 1-0 on the road. DeMarco, the goal scorer. Atalanta beat Cagliari at home 2-0. Lookman and Palasic, the goal scorers. Bologna, Napoli, 0-0, and Turin and Roma, 1-1. Lukaku and Zapata, the goal scorers there. Bundesliga, Gladbach, Red Bull, Leipzig. Timo Werner, the goal scorer and winner for Red Bull, Leipzig, 1-0. Thorman beat Wolfsburg, 1-0. Marco Royce, the captain, the goal scorer there. Munich beat down on Bochum, 7-0. Chupa Moteng had a goal. Harry Kane, hat trick to Lit on the score sheet. Sané on the score sheet. And Marcus Tell on the score sheet as well. Ligon, PSG, Marseille, PSG 4-0. Hakimi, Colomunane, and Gonzalo Ramos brace. Mbappe got hurt, so pay attention to that going forward for Champions League stuff. Midweek soccer, there's a League Cup action in England. Let's see the Prem versus Prem games there. They are... We have Man U and Crystal Palace in one of them. And we have... Liverpool, Leicester City doesn't count anymore. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, Brighton. Chelsea can't get enough of Brighton. Brentford, Arsenal is also a Prem vs. Prem. Aston Villa, Everton, Prem vs. Prem. And Newcastle, Man City, Prem vs. Prem. So have some Prem vs. Prem action in the League Cup in this round. La Liga midweek, Mallorca, Barcelona, and then Real Madrid play Las Palmas. Serie A, Juve, Lecce, 
Hellas Verona hosts Atalanta. AC Milan visit Cagliari. Napoli hosts Udinese. Lazio home against Turin and Inter at the San Siro versus Sassuolo. Uh, Ryder Cup talk on Thursday's show. So we'll look ahead to that. That's in Italy, speaking of Italy. Finally, wrap it up. Survivor pool locks two and one week. So back to back two and one weeks. Seven and two on the season. San Francisco a winner against the G Men. Miami a winner against the Broncos and the Cowboys. Maybe the game out of the three that I was maybe not I don't want to say it was concerned about the other two, but the one I was like, Yeah, okay. No chance Cardinals. But as they say, any given Sunday. So seven to two on the season so far, two and one this week. San Francisco winner, Miami winner, Dallas loser for Survivor Pulaks. Pick six. Three and three. I mean the three winners were pretty convincing. The three losers were convincing the other way. Uh ten and eight on the season after a three and three. So Buffalo minus six, easy winner against Washington. Atlanta, Detroit, over 46, never had a chance. Houston, Jacksonville, under 45, had a chance, but then got crazy. Uh, Jets, Pats, under 37, was a winner. Miami, minus six. Uh, say 21-14 or 21-10 there. It, it was almost 21-14. It, it was 21-10. I was like, oh, maybe. No, we were fine there. And then Dallas, minus 12, that's the loser. So three and three in the pick six for week three. 10 and, six, 10 and 8 overall. So uh, we'll have a new edition of the Pick 6 and Survivor Pool Locks for Thursday's program. And NFL Week 4, a college Week 5. Those previews, weekend soccer preview as well. We'll talk Ryder Cup on Thursday. So big, big show on Thursday. Talk to you guys then. Until then, peace. Football, football, and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.